everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Pot on Your Loons. This is Justin. Pot on Your Loons. This is Sam. Pot on Your Loons. This is James. Pot on Your Loons. This is Doomsday. Yeah, how's it all going? I don't, I don't know when the last time all four of us have been together like this. It's been a long time. I know. We almost didn't need you. And then right at the end, you know. That's true. <laughs> we blew a two, a two nothing lead, and, and Jer Jeremy's like, I got to get on the show, guys. Yeah. I just got to get on the show. <laughs> um, he's like, head through the door. I'm back. <laughs> I got something to bring you all down about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two words DJ Taylor. <laughs> the doomsday two worder, but we got the James five worder. James, what's the five worder for today? Five worder is Ray means we eat fries. Okay. Yeah, watch. McDonald's is going to pull this promotion now, right? We we finally have Ray back. We finally have the potential to score goals, and McDonald's is going to be like, yeah, this is not to our advantage anymore. Like, <laughs> So you, you talk about McDonald's. I I have to feel for cultivated CBD. They sponsor Aurora $100 to charity for every goal. Uh, there are two games left, and they're $4,900 out of pocket oh to charity. <laughs> and they're like, guys, please, please buy our products. <laughs> like, <laughs> Aurora's scoring so many goals. Please help. <laughs> I, I mean, I admittedly have not been keeping up on Minnesota's cannabis legislation other than i know that there has been a lot of it and it's been in favor of people that want more cannabis so i assume a place like cultivated cbd uh and their expanded catalog that they're soon going to be able to have i assume that they'll be able to afford a hundred dollars for every aurora goal one month out yeah. One one month until the the real stuff happens. See, this is so confusing because already you go to like we were at um what? shoot we were at a pizza place in South Minneapolis the other day. Oh my gosh, why can't I remember? Is that Lorenzo's red red wagon red wagon. Oh, that one, that one. And they were you could buy gummies like not just CBD gummies but THC gummies. So we're still a month away, but you can already buy the gummies at Red Wagon. Well, that, you can already buy like these seltzers like at the liquor stores. Yeah. Wait, you do weed seltzers? Yeah, they have like weed drinks here. Yeah. I think anybody can, of, Sam. If you want to open up a shop, you can. Even that THC stuff, Sam, though, a lot of it's synthetic still. Like okay. August August first is when apparently the legislation is supposed to be officially through, but then most places can't get licensure to sell till like January, I think is what the so January should be full go for starting to see some stores open up and things like that. I mean, from what not that I know anything about it or anything, I just <laughs> speculation, <laughs> hypothetically, from what you said. If you want to start being a pot farmer. You know, soon enough. Yeah, right. Is it August? Then you can you can buy plants, Jeremy. Is that the? I I believe so. Yes. Is that the rule? Man, I don't even like growing rhubarb. No, That's one time, right? Because I'm a government teacher. So one time, I used the example of Minnesota's legislature, like accidentally passing 
the legalization of gummies under a certain percentage or something like that. And and again, I, I've said this before. I am not a, I am not a weed person. Um, I don't care if you do it, but I I, I don't do it. I, I start just talking about it from the perspective of someone that follows government but doesn't follow weed and the amount of people that don't chime into my class that start like shooting their hands up and like spitting out knowledge <laughs> i ended that conversation almost immediately and done <laughs> johnny this is your first time uh speaking this semester good to hear your voice i didn't even finally. know you were in my class <laughs> uh, well cool yeah, we always have the most random things to talk about. Here, here is one just quick shout out, and I'm going to put a link in the show notes for this. Minneapolis City, right? Our local not-for-profit Division Four soccer squad here in Minneapolis. They had their trailer and about fifteen thousand dollars worth of gear stolen from them. That was just posted on Twitter uh, from the Minneapolis City account, and they have a GoFundMe going with it. And it's really cool seeing how the Minnesota soccer community has really rallied behind them. Again, they're trying to raise about $15,000 to make up for what was just stolen from them. Last I checked, I think they're already around $7,000. It's 3 p.m. on a Monday. So by the time you're listening, who knows? Maybe they've already reached their goal. But I encourage you, click on that. They do good things. They're good for our community. We're all part of this community. I would encourage you to click on that GoFundMe and you know, even if you can only afford a dollar, right? If enough people can only afford a dollar, but actually send in a dollar, awesome. I actually have an update on that. Uh, we're yeah. sitting at $10,881. Wow. So four hours in, yeah, 11, uh, 11K. But yeah, they said it had all their game day set up. So tables, tents, banners, fan giveaways, other equipment. Yeah, had pretty much everything they needed. So oh, yeah. Stole it. Yeah, I, I encourage people, if you got a dollar to spare, if you got $10 to spare, if you just got something to spare, click on the GoFundMe that you see in the show notes and help out some people that do good things for the community. Anyway, Justin, let me turn things over to you. Yeah, so uh, we got a lot to talk about today, but we have another division title for, title for the Aurora, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, like the temps in the upper Midwest, the Mingos are heating up, so that'll be something to talk about. As we mentioned before, but the loons blew a McDonald's fries to nothing's lead and settled for a point. But first, guys, we take a week off from the pod and they freaking announce Lionel Messi to enter Miami. How are we feeling about this? I know we got a lot of, we've had a lot of big feelings, even a couple of James rants. Uh, it's official. How are we feeling about Messi to Miami? Yeah, I think it kind of stole your thunder from your like very, very top performance that you made in trivia, that like bonus episode that we published last week. And during the break, it kind of, I think, stole your thunder a little bit because you guys still, that's like the top performance of the over a thousand people that played. You guys still put up the top performance. So well done there. Um, Thank you. But, but yeah, reaction to Messi. I think you guys probably care more than I do. So I'm, I'm going to let you guys geek out about it. I mean, it's funny that he is just genuinely joining the worst team in the MLS. Like, not even just a bad team. They are 
the worst team, and it's it's not really close either. Like it, it they're proper bad. So yeah, I mean, if you they look at were the table, proper bad. I mean, if you look at the table, they are they're actually one point ahead of Colorado. So they're not the worst, but they've had five wi- uh, they've had five wins and thirteen losses, and Colorado has had two wins and eight draws. So Colorado knows how to draw a game, but with Miami, it's you win or you lose. There are no draws. Like they are, they are, they are proper bad. And I was listening. Uh, there's a there's a YouTuber I follow that plays Football Manager, uh, and I met him once in Amsterdam, and he's like this this goofy guy. But he was talking about into Miami and the absolute chaos that that club is. It's so cursed. They they got. A a license ten weeks after Orlando started uh, also got a license, and they played their first game four years afterwards or something crazy, like four years after Orlando started playing, they also started playing. Like it's it's this totally bizarre thing with Inter Miami and David Beckham, and they still don't have a proper stadium, right? So it's going to be super interesting, I think, when when he comes how it's going to be but they are a terrible team and i'm hoping for them that it turns around because yeah it's been uh it's been pretty shocking they did make I mean, playoffs i once. don't hope that they turn it around uh <laughs> i mean they're not in our division so it doesn't really matter but it doesn't really matter but i don't know i don't i don't have any sympathy for teams that can splash cash around and be flashy and have nice things i don't really they won't get my sympathies or so they cheated. Splash your cash around, like <laughs> they're taking. Yeah, they're they taking, tried to splash my cash around. Yeah, but no, so I, they I cheated. Think it's actually happening, right? Like, what? I think it's. I think we're actually all the teams are chipping in, right? Isn't that for sure? I don't think so. I thought that that got such big pushback that we pumped the brakes on that. Yeah, I. Well, so I they don't che- think that's happening, right? Like you can't forget they cheated the first year and got a two million dollar fine because they blew salary cap. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Like, literally COVID year, 2020, they started and they cheated straight away. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, it's so bad, man. Well, just because you're good at bending it doesn't mean you can use a calculator. I don't know. Yep. I mean, I guess the, the biggest thing with it, though, is that it brings a whole new uh, legitimacy to MLS, right? I mean, like, whether you like it or not, whether you like how Miami went about it or not, I mean, Messi's the biggest name in the sport. Yeah. And it's not like he's done. I mean, like, he's still playing at a very high level. Like He won the World Cup and, last year. Like, right. Just a few so, months ago. He's not done. This isn't, <laughs> yeah. This isn't getting a guy who's past his prime. Like, this is going to be an elite, elite player. And, I mean, not that MLS is hurting or it's like a – it's up there, but, I mean, it can always grow as a league, right? And hopefully it, you know, you've already seen the interest it's sparked and, you know, Justin has the whole list there of prices and tickets and people that want to go see Messi play. Well, that right there says fans want to see it. So I don't know. I guess there is the positive in that, but there's also a part of me that wants to see it fail miserably. I mean, it won't meet the true test because he won't be the striker for us. So we won't know right. if, if we can ruin Messi, <laughs> but I, I'm excited to see it. But I'm also like, 
I'm here for the car wreck if it happens. So, Justin, you dug up these ticket prices. Can you run those down really quick for us? Yeah. Well, before I do that, I want to say also, it's not just Messi, right? He's bringing Sergio Busquets with them. And I think I saw Jordi Alba as well. I think I saw him maybe linked. Who knows? But I know that they're the worst team in the East. But, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you find a couple guys, they come in, they interject some energy into the squad, and they, they fire up that table. But So the uh, official unveiling will be on July 16th. Okay, so that's when we're going to – I don't know. Are they going to do the same thing LeBron did? I wonder if they will. Maybe they won't. They don't want to do that whole pomp and circumstance. Did you guys watch that, the decision with LeBron? Oh, yeah. Or the the aftermath, right, where, like, they all went uh, – it was, like, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and him. They all danced around, and, and I think he said they were going to win six championships, which they did not. Hopefully Messi doesn't do that. But <laughs> their first game – that he's going to play in is actually going to be on July 21st versus Cruz Azul in the League's Cup. So that's going to be the first time that he's going to be wearing a jersey for Inter Miami. The tickets are very expensive. So I looked on SeatGeek. The cheapest ticket is $1,062 a ticket. If you want a physical seat, so that's the standing room only section. So think, uh, wow. think the Wonder Wall, right? The cheapest physical seat is $1,310. Yeah, and if you want like like the nice seats, you're going to pay between 3 to 5,000 a ticket right now. Those are Taylor Swift prices. Yes, they are Taylor Swift prices. Cuz I mean Messi is he could be equal equivalent. Yeah. I mean, I I'd say I'd say more people maybe know Messi, right? He might even be, be bigger. I would definitely rather see Messi than Taylor Swift. Okay. Mm. Make fun of me all you want. I would go see Taylor Swift over going to see Messi. I'd like to do both, but if you I would had, also like to do both. If if I had to pick one, I would see Taylor Swift. Michelle was at the concert on Saturday. She what? said it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It and then it like really rained right afterwards, didn't it? Like proper Yeah, downpour. Yeah. Proper. <laughs> so the other thing I want to talk about though is the messy effect on these tickets. Yeah. So uh, before Messi shows up, so these are these are games that are just the stinky Inter Miami team without the superstar. You know, you're paying twenty two bucks or fifteen dollars to go to a game at home. Those are the those are the starting prices. Or you know, a, a DC United game or a St. Louis City game. Those are going to be fifty four dollars or seventy five dollars. So those are the kind of values that we're seeing pre Messi. But after Messi shows up. It's it's ridiculous. So obviously, right, the first game over a thousand dollars. The next game against Atlanta United, six hundred dollars, six hundred and thirty-two dollars is the cheapest ticket right now. And then anything after that, I mean, the cheapest you're going to get is one hundred and twenty-one dollars at Atlanta, or one hundred and forty-four dollars at Charlotte. But those are football stadiums, right? Like I'm guessing that's why those are cheaper. But it is these these ticket prices are just ridiculous because people want to see Messi. It's honestly wild as well. And like Fort Lauderdale is not a big stadium. I think it's only 18,000, right? Like that's what I was, that's what I was got from the video is that it's really not that big. And well, yeah, it's kind of a temporary arrangement while they, yeah, they build their, they build their stadium in what is like the sixth or seventh place they wanted to actually build it. And they kept getting rejected by, uh, by Miami Dade County. 
Also, for those for those interested, Taylor Swift, 265 million Instagram followers. Leo Messi, 475 million. So okay. Yeah, wow. Almost twice as big. Okay. There you go. I don't think I follow either. So I might have to go give Taylor one extra follower. So yeah, I I don't know. I mean, we have seen obviously the European stars come over receive a lot of attention, not do so well. Uh, we also have seen them come over lately and and do much better, right? You know, Steven Gerrard, Frank Lampard came over, didn't do much. Then you have players like Ibrahimovic, Wayne Rooney, that really did do a lot more. And I think we're all assuming that Messi is going to be Messi when he arrives. But if he's not Messi, right, if he's not Messi... This whole thing, we're going to forget about it very, very quickly, right? The same way we've, you know, forgotten that Steven Gerrard ever played over here. The same way that we forgot that Frank Lampard ever played over here. So, wait, who did Gerrard play? But for? are you re- are you putting those people in the same category as Messi? That that seems a little seems a little far fetched, Sam. I think Sam sounds salty to me right now. I think Sam wait. is salty that he's not wearing a Loons jersey, and I wait, I agree, but- Sam. But he's back he's up. amazing. He's so much better than all those guys. Wait, back up, back up. Who did Steven Gerrard play for? Uh, this would be a fun guessing game. I don't know. Everyone guess I think NYCFC which team. or Red Bulls. The thing that you remember about Steven Gerrard is the slip. The slip. Who did he play for? Oh, LA Galaxy, apparently. Yeah. 34 Who games, five Who, goals. Who's the very, big guy that played for, for NYCFC? Anybody know? Somebody, yeah, Frank somebody important. In? Frank Lampard played for NYCFC. Oh, yeah, he okay. played NYCFC. That's what it was. That's what it was. Same guy, right? They're, yep. they're <laughs> the same guy, aren't they? Steven Gerrard, Frank Lampard. Let's go for it. <laughs> if I we'll said throw that, that out there. If I said that in Liverpool or Chelsea, I think I'd uh I think people <laughs> would not be very happy about that statement. Or West Ham, where you know Lampard's from originally. Yeah, that's uh, I, yeah. I don't think I'm salty. I just I think I care a little bit less. You know, I I'm very attached to Minnesota United because they are my local team, and I think I just by nature I get less excited about sports that I don't have an emotional attachment to. Since Messi is not coming to play for one of my teams, I do respect his talent. I had fun watching him in the World Cup. Admittedly, I never really watched much La Liga because I never had BN Sports or whatever channel that was on. So admittedly, I didn't watch him much for Barcelona back in the day. But yes, I, I loved watching Messi. He's a treat to watch. He's a pleasure to watch. It's cool that he's going to be playing under the banner of the MLS and that we'll be able to see him more often. That is really cool. I think I care less than the average fan. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, fair enough. Plus, I mean, he's no Timo Pukki, right? Yeah, but hold on. At least one of them has actually signed for the team that they've been Yeah, that's true. I do appreciate Timo's agent being like, hold on, hold on, guys. A lot of of people want Pukki, okay? A lot of people want Pukki. Hopefully, he ends up being ours, though. That's At the end of the day, I I still hold that hope that Robin Ludd is his best friend and uh, they want to play together, right? Well, Robin Ludd is my best friend, but... I mean, hold on. I'm president of the fan club. He's clearly my best friend. 
Okay, if you're listening, Robin Lud's dad, send a DM to one of these guys. Tell him who your favorite is. Tell him yep. who your son's best friend is. Yep. It's probably Timo Puki. But yeah, that was our transition. That was my James-esque transition to our team news and transactions. We still don't have any official announcement on Timo Puki coming in. We did. I forget if we talked about this the last episode, but Luis Amaria is officially out. He is officially playing in Liga MX. I added him to my uh, FootMob app as players that I'm going to follow and want news updates on. So I will be following Luis Amaria going forward, see how he does over there. Was it just that he didn't work with Minnesota United? Uh, or is this more a trend of just what is to come for him? I, I mean, hopefully, right? We always like the guy. Hopefully he does very well for Liga MX, and I, I'm interested in seeing how he does and cheering for him. Uh, but we'll try to keep you updated on how on how he does on this pod. But yeah, as far as Timo Puki coming in, we don't have any news yet. Uh, hopefully no news isn't bad news. Uh, he did do well in the international break in Euro qualifiers. He was starting in a 2-0 win for Finland over Slovakia in which he had two assists and was player of the match. That was just over a week ago. So yeah, hopefully we're getting a guy that is still in great form, has a lot to offer. Hopefully he's going to come over and kind of be that big name, big goal scorer that we're, we've just been screaming for for a very, very, very long time. I did ask Jacob Schneider. Uh, he he like posted a tweet like, hey guys, tweet questions. I'll answer them in the mailbag. Uh, and he did actually answer a question about Puki. I asked him, considered we're rumored to bring in Puki, but we're also rumored from Andy Greeder to splash big, aka more than raise transfer fee on a striker. Are we getting two strikers or is the Puki deal going to be like the one deal that we do? Uh, and his response was, from everything I have seen and the conversations had with Adrian Heath, it sounds like they plan on bringing in one forward this summer. Two more additions are being pursued with a left back and a midfielder being on the checklist too. Per Heath, the club are in talks with a left back as I type. Watch for that come July. Ooh, because July is in like a few days. So nice. Yeah, so that's my uh, that was my question and uh, the answer that I got. The only other news that we have before we get on to Aurora is the Women's World Cup is starting in just under a month. I want to say it's July 20th is the kickoff. We, as we do for every major tournament, we're going to have a pick'em draft. If you want to be part of it, where we kind of draft these teams fantasy football style, if you want to be part of our draft, it was a good time for the Men's World Cup last year. We had a couple of listeners join us. We're going to open it up for listeners to join again. I believe we're going to do the draft Monday, July 17th at 7 p.m. Central. If you want to be part of that, uh, fill out a survey that I have in the show notes. We would love to have you. You get to chat with us, be on the show. I'll edit everything up for you so you don't have to worry about if you accidentally swear or something like that. We'll, we'll edit all of that out. It'll be a nice, clean product that gets published to the podcast feed. It'd be a fun way for, for you to get on the pod and for us to get to meet you. So I encourage you to sign up in the show notes. All right, James, you want to talk about Aurora? Yes. Back to back. Heartland Division champs. Aurora securing another Heartland Division. That's two from two. With a 2-0 win over Bavarian United. 
the sad thing about this game was it was actually on at a good time for me, and uh, there was no coverage. Couldn't watch it. <laughs> Couldn't watch it. No live stream. Bah. Yeah, you didn't was, even uh, have someone like with just their phone out in the stands. <laughs> nope. It was no. That was real sad. Uh, we did we did get to see the goals. Strangely enough, like Aurora posted videos of the two goals, so at least someone was doing some recording. But uh, yeah, Bavarian United not uh, not getting up with the tech to to show a live stream. However, Aurora, 10 out of 10, 49 goals for, four goals against, 30 points, a plus 45 goal difference, and they have two games remaining, which are Green Bay Glory at Green Bay Glory on Thursday, the 29th of June at 6 p.m., I think. If my if my calculation is correct, uh, and then they end at home, Chicago City, Saturday the first of July at I'm going to say four p.m. because it's eleven p.m. my time, so I will be actually I will be able to watch that game. So yeah, two more games. Uh, yeah, both this week. In fact, almost basically back to back Thursday and Saturday. So yeah. a couple of uh, flurry games to end. One away, one at home. And then we will be heading right into the playoffs. Yep. Yeah. Which is good. Rochester FC as well. I don't know if we talked about it. Rochester FC got their first win on the board. Uh, 1-0. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they actually beat Chicago City. All right. They did 1-0. Wow. Yeah, they beat it's... Chicago City 1-0, who are second at 7-1-2. Yeah. So. I mean, we have a plus 44 goal differential. 10 wins. Zero, zero draws, zero losses, a plus 45 goal differential. That is, that is ridiculous. 49 goals for only four allowed. I mean, those four goals allowed, absolutely unacceptable. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, put it this way. Lo- were last they, year, were they down this past game too? They were down 0-1? Uh, I, yeah, I think I think you're right. Ooh. It was either the Bavarian one or the RKC one. It was one Did of those that we kick, couldn't kick watch. Off the team when they were. I think they it was both or... actually. I think we were one 0 <laughs> down in both games. Oh wow, it might have been one 0 down in both games, but I think it was Bavarian. We were we were one 0 after a few minutes. Maybe no, that I mean... was like a exercise. Like we're gonna allow one in, and then yeah. we're gonna practice resiliency. Get ready <laughs> for the playoffs. Give them false hope, and then smash their dreams. Yeah, I mean, we've played 22 regular season games so far over the two years, and we are 21 wins, one draw, zero losses. And we let in eight goals last year and only four goals this year so far. And we've scored yeah, 35 last another year. Another way, another way of putting that is they are undefeated if James isn't there. Yep. <laughs> well, and James Look, saw them draw. I saw them draw. I saw them lose. lose. So as long as James isn't there, they will win. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Justin, you saw them lose the final. Yeah, that was an epic game. It was really fun. Yeah. Damn it, Justin. That doesn't that doesn't count. <laughs> really does. Anyway, but yeah, uh, big stonks. Uh, they also realize though they've won the Heartland Division. They know that that's not the end. They wanna. They need to push on and uh, yeah, get some finals done. And they uh, fully acknowledge that. Coach wants more. Yep. Let's. Let's finally lift a trophy, right? We are four seasons in the pot on you loons and haven't gotten a trophy for any of our teams. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Yep. All right. Uh, the doubloons, 
Justin, you want to give us a quick update on the doubloons? Yeah, uh, they played two games since we last uh, spoke to you. Uh, first was a win, a 2 nothing win versus White Ca- Whitecaps FC2. Uh, both these games, we had a different goalie. They're giving Fred a break, Alex Smear, whoever this guy is. Uh, he had a really nice penalty save in the first game to help them get that 2 nothing win. The second game, it was 0-0 at the end of regulation uh, with St. Louis City 2, but they ended up winning 4-3 to in penalty kicks, So, which was a bummer. I think our uh, Rory O'Driscoll had... It was 3-3 going into the last kick, and he missed his, and their guy didn't. So it's a bummer, but it's good to see it's good to see them getting a win. It's good to see them playing good defense and and is, does that that doesn't count as a clean sheet, does it? Does that count as a clean sheet, you think? I think so. You you get a clean you sheet if you lose in pen. Yeah. You you get a clean sheet. Clean sheet is usually regulation slash mm. extra time. So two clean sheets, that's nice. Well, and if not for this goofy league, they wouldn't have pens at the end of a regular season game. I mean, I I love that, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is goofy. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, with the Mingos, two wins. Two wins since we last talked. So away at Richmond Kickers, the Mingos won 1-0. And then home against Lexington SC, the Mingos won 3-2. Which I know I had a lot of friends there. Looked like a good time, so... There we have it with the Mingos. How are the Crows? Uh, missing a trailer, unfortunately. Right. Um, but uh, I will say the donations are now almost $13,000 since oh, wait. Wow. We, when we started. What were it you saying they were? 11. <laughs> it was just under 11, and now it's just under 13. Someone dropped $1,000 while we were. So, so we've been talking for a half hour, and they made $1,000. Wow. They should make $2,000. $2,000. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, that that must be due to the pot on you loons telephone. Yeah. <laughs> Go none of you have heard yet. None of you have yeah. heard yet. Yeah. But... We will take credit in advance. For We're the the osmosis it that we brain. feel from the fans. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, they had a game against Winnipeg, but that was postponed. I'm not 100% sure why. Actually. Was it because of the smoke? Oh yeah, smoke. I don't. I don't, I yeah, don't remember. I think so. That was the other big <laughs> thing that we missed over the past two weeks. Is like Canada's on fire. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> In Canada. Yeah. Oh, oh, Canada. Um, but the <laughs> uh, the uh, city futures did absolutely mad. Like they. The the uh, Minneapolis City futures. They're in the the UPSL playoff finals. With a 3 0 win over Valora. So yeah, they're uh they're doing great things, the uh the futures guys. But uh yeah, the uh USL League two, they are six games, one, one, and four in sixth out of seven. So yeah, got some work to do. But, yes, Canada. So I also read a report, speaking of Canada, good segue. Uh that that all of the smoke from their fires is about to hit Europe. So we're about to have a very smoky few days. Yeah, it it is interesting. It really is interesting. I one time went for a run, not realizing that what was I thought was fog was actually smoke. And I I go for a run and was wondering why I felt so slow, was wondering why I felt so awful. I get back, I 
start reading the news and realize it was because of all the just smoke in the air. So, yeah, it's serious stuff. Makes for good memes, but, right, like, that doesn't mean it's not serious stuff. Speaking, speaking of funny memes, we did not, and we won't really have time to talk about the U.S. Men's National Team, but the U.S. Men's National Team wins the CONCACAF Nations League against Canada. I saw a hilarious meme where all of, like, the Canadian players were all posing for the start of the game, and someone had pasted, like, the South Park Canadian faces on top of all those guys, you know, with, like, the, the big mouths so and, like, just sort of the floppy heads. Well played. Well played. I like that. All right. Let's, let's talk about this draw. How'd you put yeah. it, Justin? McD's fries to nothing. You, you phrased it good. McD's fries, to nothing. fries to nothing lead. Yeah, we lost the McDonald's fries to nothing lead. 2-2. Yeah. Two, two. You better enjoy those fries. It was 2-0 until the 79th minute, but it was a 2-2 draw. Yeah. Yeah, so head-to-head, we are five wins, seven draws, and three losses. We've scored 24 goals. They've scored 19. And yeah, we we draw a lot against Real Salt Lake, actually. It happens... uh, it happens quite a bit. Uh, the last two games have been draws. The last five games, we've had three draws. So it, it's it's rare that a team, any team has a, two wins in a row. Yeah, I mean, this is the first time we've played at America First Field. Well, which I think is just Rio Tinto Stadium renamed. But I'd have yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, same thing. No new stadium in Real Salt Lake. No, so uh, they just got a brand new name. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's always lots of goals. Is uh, When it's not a draw, there's a lot of goals. But, yeah, I mean, we uh, we had a lower XG, and, yeah. We don't play them again this year, so it will, we'll have to wait. We are, <laughs> we are two draws this season against Real Salt Lake. So, yeah. So, yeah, uh, as far as the lineup goes, so Kamar Lawrence still with the Jamaican national team, the Jamaican national team doing pretty well in the gold cup. You just saw him draw against the U S men's national team in Chicago the other night. Uh, So we have Zarek Valentin who is starting for Minnesota United at real Salt Lake playing a full 90, even though he had just played a full 90 for Puerto Rico on Tuesday in their own gold cup qualifier. And speaking of that, he was playing central defense for Puerto Rico. You also still have Dane St. Clair, who is still away with Canada on international duty, but Ray does make his first start. So that's awesome. We also see Baki DeBasi make an appearance off the bench. So that's his first appearance since his season ending injury late in 2022. So that's pretty awesome. I guess the only other thing of note, so I'm looking at a tweet by Jacob Schneider, Franco Fragapane, listed questionable with a thigh injury, was not on the bench and appears to be a scratch as the result of that injury. So if you were wondering where Franco was, he was not available due to his thigh. Uh, Our starting lineup, though, was Clint Irwin in the goal in place of Dane St. Clair. We had DJ Taylor on the left as opposed to where he normally would play on the right. 
Mickey Tapias and Michael Boxall were our two center backs. Zarek Valentin as the right back. In our midfield, it was Dotson and Trapp. Our attacking midfield, Sang Bing Zhang on the left. Ray starting in the center. And then Langwane on the right. Mender Garcia on top. As far as subs go, we had Cameron Dunbar come on for Mender Garcia in the 67th. We had Brent Coleman come on for Sang Bing Zhang to park that bus in the 80th along with Kervin Ariaga for Hassani Dotson. And then in the 90th, Baki Debasi makes his appearance, subbing on for Emmanuel Reynoso. So yeah, definitely subs to park that bus towards the end of this game and didn't exactly work. Yeah, I was, I guess I was frustrated watching the game at the end that we didn't have any extra firepower to put out there to help us you know, not not that you're going to put somebody on in the 98th minute or whatever it was when the guy when he scored the equalizer, but we just had no attackers on the bench. At the end, we had Eric Dick and Fred Emmings along with Devin Pedelford. Those were our three unused subs. So, just a bummer for us to run out of gas like that. I mean, Fred could, Fred has some goals in him. He's big. Just stand. <laughs> just just, be, just stand in front of the. Be an extra goalie. Can we? Can we just have an outfield player stand next to the goalie? You know, they could they could mm. double team it together. But yeah, wow. I, you know, you think of our our bench just becoming deeper and deeper. But I suppose when Robin Lud is hurt, Franco Fregapeni is hurt. We don't have Timo Puki yet. Amaria is already gone. Yeah, that that will really kind of reduce your attacking reinforcements. You don't have those players in the house. Yeah. And just to be honest, like watching this full game and like feeling the flow of it and stuff like that, you kind of saw this coming. And I think kind of based on what Justin was saying too, not just the frustration of not having anybody at the end of the game that could produce anything, but if you're going to put five defenders on the field and four for the last 10 minutes or so, why is nobody getting near anybody? I mean, like that was, that was part of the problem is like real salt Lake just had all this space and it was like, they were just asking for danger to happen. The, the last 25 minutes of the game, it felt like. Yeah. And seeing that nine minutes of stoppage time come up, which I, I know again, kind of similar to the last time this happened, there was some question as to why it was an entire nine minutes, but that's besides the point. It was it was nine minutes. I think as Loons fans, just kind of seeing how this team tries to park the bus and you can only do that for so long. Sure enough, right? That inevitable goal did eventually happen. We've been through this before. And I think, you know, we we at least had one or two times this season where we've had we've had the goal at the end. So yeah. It's just painful. I also saw a tweet that, uh, that Justin linked. So thanks to that, Justin. Like, we have four defenders in the box, and they still have one guy who finds the ball and scores. Right? Like, we have four men around Glad when he picks up that, when he, like, buries that goal in the 98th minute. Like, you got to defend better than that. Yeah, it's a friend of the show, Blake, with the great video where he uh, he pauses it to show you all of our defenders just standing around watching, watching Glad strike the ball into the net. Not very inspiring. Well, and then even the first, even the first goal, 
Um, and I'll, I got to throw my guy under the bus because really that first goal had a lot of Bongi to blame. Like, do they not teach clearance? Like for any of our, I felt like every time we tried to clear the ball, we just put it right back into play for real salt Lake and Bongi on that first goal makes a terrible clearance and he's getting lazy with the ball and he doesn't see the guy coming from behind and he ends up making a bad pass and right away they score off of it. So like, it's the kind of thing where other teams are putting pressure on us. And sometimes I feel like we're in slow motion out there. Sometimes I feel like it just seems like the other teams are so much faster, but it's like, we're thinking about our decisions rather than just be instinctual. Yeah. I get that vibe too. It, it, it definitely felt, I, I wouldn't say that it was, it was like the the Western Conference Finals where, you know, like it just you just saw the ship sinking in front of our eyes. This just felt like a oh no, oh no, oh no, and then it just ultimately, you know, luckily luckily we didn't give up the the win though. There was a, there was a timeline in my head where where somehow we give up a quick a quick third goal. So uh, thankfully we didn't do that. And it wasn't too far off. It was just to the right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's like maybe that disallowed goal, that decision goes a different way, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh yeah, we didn't even talk story. about that. Like that was uh we 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 dodged a bullet on that one and then <laughs> and then we gave up yeah. two goals. I was... thought the explanation made sense. I think it was lucky for us that the explanation made sense, but right. You don't even get a free kick out of that? You don't even get like a you know, a, a dangerous free kick. Because we he fouled him, right? Like they said that it was a foul. He's not even talking about that one. Yeah, I was, he's talking I, about, he, he's the talking about the offside. It was offside. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah. So I was talking about the offside. Um, you were talking, I believe, about DJ Taylor committing a foul. Correct. So the MLS officiating sort of explanation for that, right? We've talked about this in the past where there are times when what seems to be clearly the wrong decision is made on the field and everyone knows it. All the fans know it. All the opposing fans know it, even though it benefited them. The TV commentating crews are all in agreement that it was the wrong decision that was made. And the MLS just says nothing. The, in regards to the DJ Taylor foul that was incorrectly called a penalty at first, the MLS officiating explanation I heard was that because it was miscalled on the field, that the way the rule worked is that that was now considered an officiating error. And since it was considered an officiating error, the standard practice is to just drop the ball and let the goalie kick it. Gotcha. Okay. So so that, that was what it was. It wasn't that they were missing the fact that DJ Taylor had committed a foul. It was that because the official made the wrong call and it was determined through VAR that they made the wrong call, it was then determined an officiating error. See, like these rules, like when you explain them that way, like as a fan, that's not what I'm looking for. And when someone sort of explains it to me like I'm two, I can really get behind that. It's, it's more when there's something that makes no sense to anyone and there's not possibly a way to explain it. So they just don't. And they just, treat us like we're stupid and don't know any better. That's when I don't like it. Yeah. And, and I think that with both of these, I mean, it's kind of one of those situations, I think with the disallowed goal and then the, the penalty that was overturned, 
obviously both were good for us, but looking at it, it's like, it feels like the right call was made, but that the right call is stupid. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, I hate to say it that way, but it's like, I mean, it was a clear foul. DJ Taylor's they, they should get that. They should get that, that free kick outside the box. But I understand that the rule, it was, it wasn't called poorly. It was done right. correctly. It's just stupid. And then, you know, so maybe, I mean, you could argue that the real Salt Lake player maybe milked that foul a little bit and tried to fall inside the box. And so, I mean, you yeah, could I argue mean, that that was, could. that was his fault. But the same way you could argue that that guy was um, obstructing Irwin's view, which is sure. why we were allowed the offsides. But truth be told, it, it probably was a gift for us. Yeah. Yeah. That, that one. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like one thing that you talk about how they don't bother to explain it. One thing that rugby does very well is rugby will usually connect you in to what the discussion is between the referee and the third ref, like the third umpire, like uh, the video ref. Sorry, like that you can hear the chatter that goes on between them and them explaining it and what the decision is and what his reasoning behind the decision is. And I think that yeah. happens a little bit in the A-League as well in Australia. I'm not 100% sure, but like actually having the explanation where they talk through what they're thinking and what they're seeing and then the video ref kind of talks about it is so incredibly helpful to keep up with what what is actually going on. Yeah. Now, like I would probably consider the NFL to be more transparent too. Would you guys agree? Or is it just that we have the NFL gets just so many more resources that you have like the Mike Pereira's of the world and you have every camera angle imaginable and you get to just see it all and have an instant explanation for what happened. Is that just why we consider the NFL to be more transparent than the MLS? I think, think so. TV resources. Cause, you, Cause they're always like, so we're going to so-and-so in New York. What do you think of this incident? And they're like, well, the umpires, like the reason they're calling it is because they're X, Y, Z from a, like a former umpire or whatever it is. So yeah, it yeah. makes more sense, I think. Because to be fair, right, it's not like when you watch the English Premier League, it's not like they have their ducks in a row on these sorts of things. Absolutely and they, not. And they have NFL-level resources, probably more resources than the NFL, so. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah, what, what else did we want to talk about with this game? I want to talk about DJ Taylor. And, and, and <laughs> you always want to talk right, about popcorn. DJ Taylor. Where DJ Taylor? No, he seems like a nice no, so, guy. No, I actually, I actually do have a question though, because and and I want to know if I just read game flow wrong. But it seemed like the entire game, you know, the only push that Real Salt Lake was doing was on DJ Taylor's side. It felt like the game was very heavily lopsided towards that side of the field, and like even when we talk about like that penalty and stuff. You know, Taylor got bailed out and we kind of forget about the fact that like he got out of position again and gave a potential big opportunity again. And I know that like when we talked last time, Justin had kind of talked about him being one of our higher rated defenders. And I guess like is my eye test just completely off? I actually posted on 
on Twitter. I, I asked someone to explain DJ Taylor to me like I'm five. Um, and I didn't get any explanations, but I just, I'm not seeing it. And it's getting frustrating because I'm watching the game and it's like such a glaring weakness to me and no one else seems to agree with me. So tell me why I'm wrong. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not absolving DJ of any of the blame. Right. But you're either, you're either good or you're bad when you're a defensive player for the most part, right? Like you can't really be, you kind of are the one or the other, right? You have a good game or you have a bad game in a way. And I'm looking at his stats and he's very up and down. You know, he has, uh, so they do like uh, yellow scores and green scores on FUTMOB. And I it, just quickly looking at the the visual evidence, right? It's it, half of his games are yellow scores. Half his, his games are green scores. He had two really nice games in a row uh, against Montreal and Toronto, um, but we didn't give up. Actually, we well, sorry, Montreal. He had he had a seven point one, but we we gave up four goals. So they must have not been on him. Uh, you know, it, it seems like he either has a good game or a bad game. That's what the data shows me. But you're right. Like I mean, we see it right. Like you know, when a bad play happens, you can just watch the film and say, "Look, where's DJ Taylor?" And and unfortunately. That happened. Well, and was I just wrong about the game flow, though? Like, did it seem like they were only kind of driving down one side of the pitch yesterday? And I'm not even saying that's a Taylor thing, but, like, it almost felt like Valentin wasn't getting any work at all over there. Well, that that was just what I was going to say is, right, who did – and I I was reading this in Soda Soccer – who did Heath really prop up after the match, right, after a pretty disappointing result, a draw that – Felt like a loss. Well, he he propped up Valentin. Um, he propped up Valentin for for his play for just his consistency. I was listening to the Soda Soccer guys, and yeah, we don't see as much of Valentin. Right, he's not someone that we really probably consider to be one of our set it and forget it first eleven players. Uh, but we have seen a decent amount of him, and really everything we've seen from him has been good. They were talking. You know, quietly, Valentin has probably been one of our more consistent players in the sense that he really hasn't had a bad game. He's been Mr. Dependable on everything that he does, and he had his side of the field controlled. Yeah. Uh, To put in perspective, uh, Valentin had a score of 6.0 in this last game. So maybe maybe Folk Mob scores are are a bunch of baloney, right? Like, obviously, we've talked about this before, like the eye test, the stat test, those, I mean, they're real things, right? Like, obviously you can, you can have all the stats in the world, but like watching a guy play is going to be, you know, the final litmus test, right? Or at least a big one for a lot of people. And we saw Zarek Valentin busting his butt and, you know, we saw DJ Taylor having some bad plays. Well, and it's interesting and, and more, you know, and I promise I'll, I won't bring up DJ Taylor next time I'm on the show. Uh, but, uh, I think it's interesting. (laughs) I think it's interesting more too. Like, as a whole team in general, like some of the passing, especially in this one, felt um lazy is a bad word, but felt like it wasn't it wasn't thought out. It wasn't accurate. It wasn't um you know players were almost just looking to get rid of it rather than to find the open player. With the exception of Ray, who made some incredible passes. I mean, like there were so many opportunities that were put up for goal, especially for saying then like to score. Um, but it, uh, 
you know, it just kind of, it was frustrating watching some of our players, like clearances were really hard in this game. There was a lot of things that were really challenging that, um, I don't know. I, I just hope it's not more of the same because even with, uh, Rayback, if our back end doesn't hold up, you know, and they've been pretty good this year, but if the back end doesn't hold up, we, we still struggle and we're not a team that can score two, three goals and afford a draw. Well, I appreciate that, Jeremy. Any other final thoughts before we get moving on? Uh, it's just a bummer, right? Like, I know I was super pumped when we were up to nothing. Um, you know, and, and I'm not trying to say that this always happens, but I do feel like every season we have one of these games where we somehow get a really early 2 nothing lead or, uh, or you know, a, a couple, like a 2 3 nothing lead and then find a way to tie it or, or in some cases even lose. Um, it's just a bummer, you know, and I, I'm, I'm guess, I guess it probably happens to every team, right? We just notice it more when it happens to us, but, uh, just sucks to see us lose a two, not or lose a game where we were winning two to nothing. As you said, in the 79th minute, <laughs> as, as Adrian Heath is, is, is bringing his, his crew of, of, of guys to come on to park the bus, right? We give up the first goal. So. Just a bummer. Hopefully they can come back, score two goals again, get some more fries. Maybe we just don't allow any goals next time. I mean, the thing I'm excited for is we get to play uh, FCK, right? Up next in the friendly, June 28. Yep, oh, June 28. Yeah. International friendly, 7.30 p.m. FC Kaiserslautern. Ooh. Which is great because it's their logo is one FCK, so that's very uh, popular. Very popular uh, logo in the FIFA game, as you would imagine. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, seeing billboards that say MNUFC versus FCK, also a banger. Yep. So, yeah, they played a uh, Louisville City FC, and they beat them two one. Louisville, who Can play you say that city, city one more time? Can you say the name of that city one more time for me? Louisville. I don't think he said it that bad. I mean, you've been there, right? Yeah, Kentucky. Yeah. So, Louisville. I I was gonna say I, I I think he's saying it more similar to how someone from Kentucky would say it compared that's to how, how I was someone from Minnesota would say it. That's why that's I, how I, I was taught to say. I like I like hearing him say Louisville. Louisville. Yeah, that's how I was taught to say it. <laughs> Not Louisville. Yeah, that's how I would say it, but I was taught that that's not the right way. Louisville. I think I would have said Louisville, but I also had a friend that lived there for a little while. So 100% when I was growing up, I would have said Louisville. 100%. Yeah. Louisville. I also would have said, I also would have said, Mel I also would have said Melbourne, Australia once upon a time. Melbourne. Yeah, that, or, Br or people say Brisbane. Brisbane oh. instead of Brisbane. Yeah, I 100% would have said that back then too. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think this would be a good. This would be a good like friendly. Um, Kaiserslautern finished uh, ninth in the second Bundesliga, so exactly mid table of the second division of German football. So I think this would be a nice test to kind of see how we how we kind of stand up to these guys. Yeah. Yeah, so and then July fun. 1st, back in MLS action. 
a test between the immovable object and the immovable object, right? Minnesota United versus Portland. We're in 12th, they're in 10th. We score 0.9 goals per match. They score 1.1. We concede 1.3 per match. They concede 1.4. This is going to be a barn burner, and I am all <laughs> here for it. I kind of want to go to this game, Sam. You want to try to go to this game? I what day is it? Because we're gonna, we're going to leave it's town. Oh, that would be one where I'd have to like I would have to ask pretty, 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 please. <laughs> Sarah, if you're listening. Come on. Come on. Well, and... Come on. <laughs> That's what you're thinking. Sarah, if you're listening, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. I mean, maybe um, if we could get a sitter and she could go too. And, and I know Sam's always mantra is there's lots of season left. There's lots of season left, but uh, we are now four points out of ninth. Yep. And we're playing another team that's uh, that's not in the top nine. And a lot of season left becomes really dicey if we fall too much further out of that picture. So we got to start putting some wins together here. I, I Yeah, I agree. Yeah, there's 16 games left. Help. Ten of them are home. We got like two games in hand on a lot of teams, though. It looks like. Yeah, but James, we suck at home. <laughs> yeah, I, I I do agree that that hot streak that I keep saying is going to eventually happen. That hot streak needs to come soon. I think we are in a good spot in the sense that we're not too far from playoff position, and things are starting to be back the way they're supposed to be as far as Emmanuel Reynoso, and eventually we'll have a striker, you know, that sort of stuff. We're in good enough position to make the playoffs, but I mean, yeah, we can't just keep punting it to the next week. It does have to happen eventually. I agree. I agree with Doomsday. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's happened one time. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of Doomsday, everyone, later this week, we have a special episode for you. Doomsday is a bit of a fantasy football guru. And he is in a prestigious fantasy football tournament uh, that involves raising a lot of money to charity. And we're going to kind of give him give him the spotlight for a little bonus episode that will air later this week. So we're all going to sign off right now, and we're going to go record that episode. So check it out for later this week if you have any interest in the NFL whatsoever. And even if you don't, I mean, it is for a good cause. So I recommend checking it out. But until then, hey. Peace out and pot on you loons. Peace out, pot on your loons. Peace out, pot on your loons. Goodbye, everybody. Peace. Peace. Peace.